Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Dead. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How's it going, everybody? How are you doing? Fantastic. Glad to hear it. Happy Leap Day. It comes around every four years. It's fantastic, isn't it? Anyway, uh, we got uh, a review this week of the Maryland Black Bears against the New Hampshire Mountain Kings. The last time New Hampshire comes down uh, for the regular season. And uh, a, a bit of excitement happening there uh, between these two squads. And uh, then looking ahead to New Jersey this weekend and uh, all kinds of other fun stuff we got for us. So let's get to where we've been before we get to where we're going. It all starts on Friday night when Friday night uh, Maryland really kind of just got out of the gates quick and they just kept on firing and offensively they were they were the better team just out and out uh, over and over. The first bit the Black Bears had some troubles. Uh, could not uh, seem to uh, solve uh, Sebastian uh, Bodner in net for New Hampshire. They put a ton of shots on him, but somehow, some way, were able to uh, get stymied each turn. However, it wasn't until late in the frame when Ryder Neenhouse gets his eighth of the year uh, from uh, from Jeremy Trombley getting his 13th assist, Sam Stitz getting his seventh assist. Neenhouse just picks up a rebound and puts it home, a little flip backhand. And that made it one nothing right before the break on the power play, no less, as the power play starts to uh, get rolling once again. So that puts uh, Maryland up one to nothing. Second period again, Maryland out offensively outpacing New Hampshire, getting a ton of shots on uh, Owen Leapack, not seeing much in in terms of shots, but he was uh, he was sharp when called upon, especially given the fact that there was a ton of penalties for Maryland in that second period. Uh, the PK was solid, and uh, they were able to kill everything off. No scoring in the second period. Still one to nothing. Then uh, 5.23 into the third period, Maryland gets back on the board as Luke Rubin nets his fifth of the year. Jesse Horacek getting his 19th assist. Cal Houston his 11th assist. Rubin just uh, a nice little pass from Horacek out there. Rubin finds it, goes across the, the slot area, rips one home. For his fifth of the year, Black Bears up two to nothing. Just past the midway point, though, Matthew Hale gets his tenth of the year to cut the Black Bears' lead uh, in half as he put home a rebound to make it two to one. But the Black Bears then pounce even more. Tyler Stern uh, with uh, thirteen thirty-eight into the frame, he nets his sixth of the year. Dylan Gordon's ninth assist, Jeremy Trombley's fourteenth assist, as uh, Gordon just picking up a rebound and putting it home. 3-1. to one. Maryland really solid in front of the net, having that net front presence in a big, big way. To close it out, Riley Rue, he nets his ninth of the year. A nice little backhander in front. Uh, ben Tauscher, his 11th assist. Dylan Gordon, his 10th assist. Black Bears up 4-1, to one, and that's the final in this one. Uh, so Black Bears take it. They outshoot New Hampshire 45-19 to 19 in this one. That means Owen Leapack only had to make 18 saves for the victory and the Black Bears uh, get one inch that much closer to a playoff berth. They were tied. Th- their point percentage or their point output uh, at the point was 69 nights. And uh, they would be tied with Philadelphia if Philadelphia won out and Maryland lost out. As crazy as that scenario seems to be, you still have to take that into account when it comes to the playoffs. So the Black Bears had to figure that whole thing out. They needed a Saturday win to officially clinch and... Uh, Get, get on there. And it started a little rough. New Hampshire, obviously, wanting to uh, break up the party and not have it happen on their watch. 
as uh, they get things going. They have a little high intensity, and then Jack Costanzo uh, gets uh, his 11th of the year, ripping one home on the power play uh, just over the shoulder of Colin Ronan and uh, made it one to nothing, 11-11 into the period. But the Black Bears get things rolling once again. Kareem El-Bashir, he nets home his 10th of the year. Uh, Luke Janis has a 17th assist. Jeremy Trombley's 15th assist as a uh, just a nice little puck in front. Again, net front presence again, picking up rebounds, putting the backhand home, and it is tied up at one. Very late into the frame. We're talking nanoseconds left. In the period, 0.5 seconds left. Black Bears get a penalty with six seconds left. Sam Stitz makes a short work of that. Five seconds in, he gets his sixth of the year, just rips one home. Uh, just a laser of a wrist shot for his sixth of the year. Jeremy Trombley's 16th assist. Ryder Neenhouse's 12th assist. Uh, and uh, there we go. Black Bears up 2-1 to one into the second, uh, second period. And in the second period, New Hampshire ties it back up. Evan Rosenoff gets his fifth of the year. A very weird play. Uh, pop fly, a deflected shot. Pop fly into Ronan. He gets run into by Rosenhoff, I do believe, and the puck goes in the net. After much conference, there was no signal on the ice, but then they went to review, do the VAR, and then they point it to the center line. It was a goal. Don't know how that figured out, but uh, away it is. Two to two is the score. A feisty period towards the middle of the frame as... Uh, you know, we get to, we get a little niceties going each way. Uh, Ryder Neenhouse, Dylan Gordon, Jesse Horacek score off against Tommy McDonough and Joseph Arnold. It was a heck of a thing there. Um, that got settled. Again, the Black Bears PK uh, didn't give up much, didn't have much. to. They had the, the first one, and then they had the second one, and away they go. Uh, only two uh, shorthanded chances for, uh, for Maryland this game. So I don't know how that whole works out. But in any case... Uh, discipline. That's how it works out, Scott. You fool. It wasn't until late in the frame, 350 left in the period. Riley Rue nets his 10th of the year. A Just another fantastic pass by Dylan Gordon. Finding the open man in the open areas. Cross-ice pass. Riley Rue had enough time to make a sandwich and sp- still score that goal for his 10th of the year. Dylan Gordon's 11th assist. Dimitri Kibru's 27th assist. And the Black Bears regain the lead late, and they will take that into the third period. In that third period, though, uh, they kept on going. 8:29 in the period. Luke Rubin, yet another goal for him. His sixth of the season. Dimitri Kibru's 28th assist and Riley Rue's fifth assist. As uh, Rubin, just a nice little tapping from the side of the net. Again, be a net front presence, baby. That is the the uh, the trend this week. As they were able to just gain the net and tap, tap, tap a it in uh, to make it four to two. And then with. Uh, uh, 13-28 into the period. Ben Tauscher with just a rip of a shot coming down the right side. Let's one go. Goes high. Uh, blocker side. Sorry, glove side because it's Stefan Carney, who is a, a right-handed catch and a former Black Bear. Uh, rips one home for his first of the year, getting that weight off his shoulders. Uh, Kareem El-Bashir, his 21st assist. Luca Mel's 15th assist. Black Bears up 5-2. to two. That would be the final as Maryland just dominated this game again offensively. 52 shots on goal, including 24 in the third. That 24 outweighed all of New Hampshire's 19 shots on net. Uh, Colin Ronan, 17 saves in the victory, his 16th victory of the year. Uh, So uh, good to see him getting back on the right track uh, on that one. Had a couple of rough outings, but he's able to settle back down and gets himself another dub 
and a dub for the Black Bears, who then clinch a playoff spot, the first team in the East to do so. So the Black Bears will be defending uh, not only their East Division crown, but also uh, just trying to get back to Blaine. So we will see how that all pans out overall. And even though the NAHL doesn't have the little X by their side, we all know that that team is clinched. They are sitting 33-9-5, and 71 points. They are tops of the pops. With uh, They're up by 6 on Maine. And they're up by only 10 on Rochester, who's streaking through. Rochester's uh, Rochester's on their way. So we will have to see what Rochester can do, if they can catch Maine, and head on from there. Uh, Black Bears now go to take on New Jersey, who are sitting in fifth spot right now, 20 points out uh, from Maryland. And uh, they are, they're kind of on that edge there, of uh, on that playoff bubble. I mean, they're 10 points up on Philadelphia right now. But New Jersey... Uh, having a little bobble here in the late parts only five four and one in their last 10 so they're going to be hungry for a victory had a loss on tuesday night or on uh on monday night rather no it was tuesday night uh, it's tuesday night uh a loss there uh in philadelphia so i'm sure they're going to be hungry even though they're going to have a, a short week uh overall for rest and stuff like that so uh, we will have to see what teams come out uh, on both sides of the chart and see what the Black Bears can do uh, to start off this last run of 13 games that they have left in the regular season. Interview time, interview time. It's time for, God, this song's terrible. Who wrote that? Uh, we will talk, uh, of course, with uh, head coach Clint Melamock as we uh, got ourselves a, a heck of a time there, talking a little bit about uh, having both goalies getting wins this weekend, uh, how crucial it is to have both goalies up and rolling uh, if Nimi getting back to the playoffs, of course, and also uh, you know giving back to the community as uh, as the Black Bears are to had took part this past week in uh, a lot of uh, a lot of situations in terms of uh, hosting their uh, their mini camp that they had for youth hockey, and then also a group of players going out to uh, I believe it was Patterson Park, Mimi DiPietro Ice Rink, to uh, support the Baltimore Banners in uh, in their. Uh, charity game that they had this weekend too head coach Clint Millamont joins me right now and coach a big sweep for you guys this weekend uh what'd you take out of this weekend from you guys I thought we did what we we're supposed to do um just business and and um you know played hard and and I just felt played the right way um for most of Friday for all of Saturday and Got our power play working a bit, and I thought both goalies were good. So I thought it was just a really strong effort, strong effort from everyone uh, on the weekend. How crucial is it for to, ha to have both goalies going because they both came in, played very well, get both both get wins. How crucial is that, especially coming down the stretch? Yeah, it's huge. You want you want your goalies confident and your team confident in, in both goalies, and and uh, certainly they're both highly capable of 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 doing things for sure. And. I think it's, the, it's a good, healthy competition for, for both goalies, and uh, they both bring different things, but the one thing they bring us is wins, and that's the most important thing. They've done a really good job of that this year. You get, two, uh, you get some good offense from some unsung heroes in Ben Tauscher and Luke Rubin. Uh, their play has been increasing, increasingly better as of late. What can you take away from their performances this weekend? They, des they deserve the ice. Um, sometimes they maybe get the short end of the stick when it comes to it. It's a healthy competition for the players, too, and, and I just felt... 
Um, sometimes it takes a while for some young guys, and it's not the physical traits. It's like the the aspect of competition and, and between their ears, like that they're that they can do it. And they both, um, I think Luke's Luke's done a lot with with the least. I thought I thought this year, and I felt like he deserves more. And and let's see what he can do, and he'll get more opportunities. And and Ben as well, like he's a kid that. Who doesn't want a six foot two power forward that can shoot from the top of the circles and score? And I've been telling that for a while. And sky's the limit for this kid. And and I'm hoping, you know, he just keeps building on it. They're both fantastic kids and, and really good teammates. And the goal is, um, you know, let's see, let's see, you can push some of the older guys and get get on their tails a bit and, and push them for some ice, which is which is good. Special teams got going penalty kill solid as always. Power play getting three power play goals this weekend. What's the key to keep that consistency with the extra man? Just find a way i mean we we we, we don't want to overkill them with video but we, we we try and point out the consistent things that we're either like lacking and, and keep missing whether there's different holes that we talk about all the time but hey we got to find these spots um and we want to be well on the bench going wow what a good play what a smart play um or attempt at least to to and those are things we we keep battling at this level of course it's different but uh i thought um a guy like Ruben, he can score. Like you watch him on video, and there's a puck. Oop, there's Luke. He he seems to score like that a lot, and it's not a mistake. Uh, he's got a knack for it. You can't teach it. Like you can tell guys, but to show up on time is not not something you can just gift to someone. It's like yeah. you're born with it, to be honest. And he he is, and and I think um, uh, the puck movement was good. The breakouts were good, um, and we took advantage of of some breakdowns at times with New Hampshire on their PK and like Riley Rue on the, on the, on the Ruben gold did a good job on the zone entry. So zone entries are teams in our league do a good job, but they don't make it easy getting in. I thought we got in clean a few times, which allowed us to, to attack and, and get on our toes instead of on our heels. Thanks for this weekend. You guys got one box check getting into the playoffs uh, so far. What have you been telling the team in terms of preparing uh, for the uh, postseason? We just same thing every year. Like we, we tell them from day one, our job as coaches is, is to get, us prepared for for the playoffs be firing on all cylinders by the time we get to the last week of the season and also our job is to prepare you for the next step which is college so so um the first step was to get in we did and our goal is it's hard for the players because they're like what now coach like because we push and and we just say we work our jobs to get the most out of you as we can and that's with your brains and with physically as well and and it's not easy, and, and it's not an easy place to play sometimes because we were demanding. But I think we just, as long as we explain to them what we're trying to do, they, they seem to buy in. And I thought they did a great job this weekend. It, it was kind of a maybe a trap weekend, and and I think the guys you know showed that hey, we're we can we can show up and play, and and that's what we want them. That mindset of every game is like gearing up for playoffs, and also once again competition for your spot in the lineup. Like some good players are going to sit at some point and, and they won't be happy, but I think that's a, the product of being in a good program. They head up to New Jersey and they're fighting for a playoff spot too to keep their position. What's the big key to get four points out of, the, out of this weekend? Play New Jersey, you can't you can't have a bad forecheck and, and be stuck in their zone three guys deep as their D are facing up ice and, and their forward's already gone. So we, nothing's going to change. We know how they play and coach against Craig for, for six years now and and we know they like to get up ice and, and they'll catch you sleeping if, if you don't do your job so I think a good forecheck is always going to be important and, and reading a bad forecheck meaning if F1 goes in and, and he's not anywhere near the puck we shouldn't see our two other guys like stuck behind them they should be in the neutral zone waiting and catching some New Jersey floors and, and just kind of 
kill their speed a bit and and when we get in their zone like make sure we do a good job possessing the puck but that's like any team in our division it seems like if you're if you're not on the puck they're out in a hurry yeah now also this uh this past weekend you took part in the uh black bears camp that they had here for the youth hockey also some players went up to the uh banners charity game that was up there how big is it to stress to these guys giving back to the community uh, it's always big. We talk about this all the time and tell them how important it is. And it's, it's help, it's, it helps, does two things. It helps build a uh, rapport with your community. And I think it's important that the players learn how to get out and, and, and socialize. And I also see like how many of these kids know who they are. They don't really understand sometimes their impact with, uh, hockey in the area as well as just kids in the, in, in the surrounding areas. So I think they always find out just how much fun it is. Um, they did a great job. It was, it was Sunday morning after our game, and um, we had them at, in Baltimore, and we, we did clinics here as well at the same time, and the feedback's been really good, and I just think they have fun. Like, the guys get to go out and, and, and work with kids and sign autographs, and, and I think the impact is great, not just on, on, on the kids we work with, but our kids as well. They seem to really enjoy it. Head coach, Clint Miller. Next up, Riley Rue joining me uh, once again. We talk about his uh, – adaptability to play between uh, different line mates is output offensively uh, and also uh, just looking ahead to the playoffs and how that's gonna how the being on the squad last year and the feeling from that how that's going to transfer over in it to this coming playoff run Riley Rude joining me right now from the Maryland Black Bears and Riley a big sweep this weekend your thoughts on how that all went down uh it was a very good weekend for us uh bouncing back after a uh, tough weekend in Rochester even though we won one we felt it wasn't our best um even in the first game against New Hampshire we felt that it wasn't up to our standards and then second game we put it together and put them away yeah a couple of goals this weekend too eight points in your last eight games what's been going right for you offensively especially since coming back in the lineup uh just getting to the net um knowing that my teammates and linemates can put pucks there and if I get there that um I don't think many other teams would be able to push me off the net and yeah just getting there and putting pucks away. Even kind of, you know, switching, bounce between two sets of wingers on your line. What is the key for you to be able to play with everybody? It seems that you're very highly adaptable. Uh, just the communication. Um, you know, Clint's always telling me to try to talk more with my teammates, talk more on the ice, and um, it's really been working out, and I'm glad that being able to do well with everybody that I've been able to play with. You guys clinch a playoff spot, going back to the Robertson Cup uh, playoffs. For you, someone who was on that team last year and a big part of that, how does that feel that you have one uh, box checked off so far? It uh, feels really good. Um, a lot of us know what it takes to win in the playoffs, so we're going to try to start implementing that in our last 13 games so that it's not a big difference when we get to playoffs. You guys go up to New Jersey. Uh, you guys have a, a decent record against them this year. What's the key to getting four points out of this one and keeping the good times rolling? Uh just being physical with them, um, like against every other team we play. If, if we play physical and hard and get pucks to the net, not many teams can stop us. So just sticking to our to our uh, roots, kind of, and just not pulling away from that and playing the other team's game. Riley Rue, the Maryland Black Bears. And last but not least, Luke Rubin, who had a great weekend and starting to get things rolling for himself here in his first year in the NAHL. We talk about uh, his output. We talk about uh, getting back to the playoffs and, and the, f uh, the feeling that he has and, and what he's heard from uh, the older guys and also his contribution uh, going uh, and giving back to the community and, and what he and what he had. And we're starting to get to the point where Luke Rubin is one of the guys who had Maryland Black Bears in the past come to show up to his youth team practices. 
So we're getting to that cycle of life in this uh, in this franchise. So he talks about that as well. Luke Rubin of the Maryland Black Bears joins me right now. Two big wins this weekend, Luke. What's your uh, assessment of this past weekend? Yeah, I think that was a team that, you know, we knew that on paper we were better than, and we just had to prove it. Um, you know, some of our first period stuff we weren't happy with, but found a way to get it done, four big points, and just improve on our division lead. Now you, you guys get back to the playoffs, you clinch a playoff spot. This is going to be your first time in the NA for the playoff-wise. Have you gotten any tales from uh, any of the veterans of what to expect? Uh, no, not yet. Um, <laughs> I've heard that making it to the Final Four is pretty fun, so that's um, obviously something I'm going to strive for and just kind of improve on what they did last year and continue to improve for years to come. And for you this weekend, two goals overall. What's been working for you offensively to, to get you rolling? Yeah, I just think that my line mates helped me out a ton this weekend. Um, I had Jesse and Riley in the first game, and they just got me the puck at the right time. I was able to put it home, and um, they just worked hard all game and just kind of led the way for me. So Now you go up to New Jersey right now, take on the Titans. You guys swept them last time they were down here. Probably going to look for an exacted revenge on their home ice. What's the key to getting four points? Out of New Jersey. Yeah, I think it's just offensive consistency. I mean, we put up nine goals this past weekend, which is pretty good. We were talking in video. We have way more danger zone shots this weekend, so we just definitely need to keep that up. And our goaltending and defense has been really, really good this year. And just continuing that consistency will be huge for us this weekend. And on another note, you were taking part in the uh, Black Bears camp they had this past weekend. Overall, and you've been very active in the hockey community uh, around the state. What has been the biggest thing for you to give back to the hockey community? Yeah, I mean, when I was younger and the Black Bears players come out is the best thing ever. So to be able to kind of give back to the community like that is pretty special. And, um, you know, we do a really good job with our presidential staff just getting us opportunities to do that. So I definitely enjoy it. Definitely something I look forward to doing in the future. Luke Rubin of the Maryland Black Bears. Thanks to Coach Riley and Luke uh, for joining me. Also, thanks to Chris and Jess at the Black Bears for giving the time, space, and availability of the players. So it's always a hoot to do that week in and week out for you folks. Get to some alumni news right now, and Josh Nixon had himself a great weekend against some Ivy League schools. Two goals against Harvard in a 6-2 win for the Union Garnet Chargers, and then an assist on uh, Saturday against Dartmouth. Uh, However, 5-4 loss for that one so far. uh, Nixie's got uh, 9 goals, 16 assists, for 25 points this year in his junior season uh, over there in Union. Former captain Brad McNeil netted himself a goal against Harvard. Harvard just getting getting a lot of press on this one. But McNeil uh, netted a goal in the 2-2 tie between Harvard and RPI. That puts him at four goals and nine points on, his, uh, on the season. Not bad for a first-year player uh, getting into the mix of things. So uh, pretty solid showing for him uh, this year so far uh, in his first year in the NCAA. Big weekend for Christian Catalano up there in RIT. Not only did uh, he help them notch the uh, the good old uh, Atlantic Hockey regular season championships, but he went hog wild against Canisius. Two goals and an assist in a big 9-2 victory, and then he notched a goal going back to Canisius. Uh, and that puts him at seven goals and 11 points on the season. Another solid first year uh, for a former Maryland Black Bear and the uh, holder of the single season mark for goals in a year. So a, a great showing for him. And also a shout to uh, Kevin Scott, who is on that RIT team as well, uh, as uh, he has been solid this year. Not on, the, not on the score sheet as much, but that was never really his game. Uh, when we saw him, he was a very shut-down defenseman. He is doing that very well 
over there in uh, in RIT. So keeping his nose clean, making sure things are good in his own end. Solid work for both of them uh, this season at RIT in their first years. And that'll do it for us. We will get out of here on that. Uh, all the action on NAHL TV. If you can catch that uh, as the Black Bears travel up to New Jersey, if you're not going up to New Jersey, if you are going up to New Jersey, cheer loud, cheer proud, and uh, get those Black Bears some, uh, help them out to four points. That'd be nice. Uh, four points on the road would be very, very solid. But we will leave it to that. That's it. That's all. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been uh, Defending the Den, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Catch us on the Twitter at Defending Den MBB. And catch us online at clutchingcrabhockey.com. You guys have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend. We'll come back and talk about it all over again. Until then, peace.